It's the Lunchbox. With Rob Jones and Jamie Ryan. Don't get salmonella. What was what was, what was that? <laughs> what was what was that? I've been uh, I've been working hard and making little jingles for us. You've been uh, thoroughly enjoying the echo there. <laughs> I love don't, the echo. Rob, Rob, don't get salmonella because yeah, we're the lunchbox. I see. We're we're not raw meat though. We're not raw chicken. No, but we yeah. are raw radio talent. Oh, nice. Well done. <laughs> well done. Just like the meat. That's how I like it. You see, meat puns. <laughs> Already we started. With, Hello, this is Rob. And Jamie on the lunchbox, like your strange, strange jingle said. <laughs> well, there we go. We've got all that out of the way. Let's have some fun. But basically, today, we're talking about, like everyone else in the history of the world, uh, the Olympics. Sports, sports, sports. We can't help it. Like We've got, we've got to talk about it. But you know what? You know what? Yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we've done all these things in the Olympics this, this, over the last like two weeks or whatever. All right. But, little known fact, yesterday, in Dorset, Ooh. there was a nettle-eating competition. <laughs> was that? Of, of Olympic caliber, the people around the world come to eat these. Well, he wa- it was watched by an audience of two thousand, two thousand people on TV, or did we just there? Oh no, it was just in a pub. Oh right, okay. Um, there was a world record, however, the amount of the amount of nettles eating in one hour is seventy six feet of nettles. Well, well I want to, I want to see you saying Bolt do that. Try and be <laughs> a Dorset local at eating nettles. Uh, that that's re- that's real. That's a real hero. I got, I guess, uh, would you ever eat nettles? I've, I've, I think I may I may have dabbled in nettle soup before because uh, Devon Dorset they're basically the same place. Oh, that's probably there probably to be some sort of like turf war now between <laughs> Devon and Dorset. But uh, they're basically the same place, aren't they? And so yeah, I'm pretty sure I dabbled. I would. I've been stung by them, so it's basically. What's the them. strangest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I ate horse. Okay, that's all right, isn't it? I ate horse. Um, and I've eaten a bit of Gooberg's foot. So there okay. We are. And what's the strangest thing you've ever had in your mouth? Probably Gooberg's foot. Okay. <laughs> There we go. So, so everyone knows that. That's just some true facts. Sorry, Mum, but yeah, I've uh, had a, a boy's foot in my mouth. There's a way. How to start the show? <laughs> well, I'm right here, Rihanna. We were talking earlier about um, the Olympics. The Olympics, of course. And uh, we, we've just been doing some research. Not that it really matters, but we've we've as a as a country. We've won 37 medals, isn't that good? Yeah, we're third in the world at doing sports. Imagine that. China have got 61. Yeah, well, let's not talk about China. Right? <laughs> they, they don't care. But it's the thing. When watching uh, the Olympics, whenever whether we win like a gold, a silver, or a bronze, we're always like really happy about it. Like it's just really exciting. But the, the Chinese, whenever they win anything, they're just like, "Yep, got another medal. Forget <laughs> it. Throw it in a bag and then walk out the stadium." It's like, all right. We like cry right around the stadium, really happy about it. It's a sense of pride in us. Yeah. They're like, "Wow, I'm proud of you, Great Britain." Something else to smelt down for our war machines. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's a bit much. Um, and anyway, uh, but in New Zealand, okay, New All Zealand, right. how I think they've won like sixteen or seventeen medals, which isn't, you know, I thought no. it was seven. I thought it was seven. It was indeed. It was seven they, they've, won, they've won seven, which is you know, come on, get out of town. No, that, that's all right. You've, you've done all right. You've got three golds. More so. than me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, more than us. <laughs> um, but uh, there are some seven, obviously seven lucky winners in New Zealand have got some medals. But that's because in New Zealand, I don't know if you've heard this, but in a couple of months ago, they had something called Marmite again. Marmite again? Yes, because the only factory of people that produced died. Marmite yeah. closed down. Oh, no! I, do, is, I love Marmite. It's quite a big export in New Zealand. Like, when you think of New Zealand, you think of the stereotype of Marmite, don't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Not, not, not sheep or anything like that. Well, I think of Marmite and then uh, in, uh, in New Zealand. Or Vegemite. Oh, Vegemite, yeah. Vegemite. But that's probably Australian accent. Yeah. I, can't, I can't tell what it was in two. Um, but, however, the government has said that or like, a couple of, like... Supermarkets. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand competitors who win medals at the London Olympics have been offered an unusual reward: food parcels containing jars of marmite. 
Hey! If that's not an incentive. Uh, I suppose that's all right, because, like, although you win a medal or the Olympics, you don't get money for that medal unless you, like, pawned it off at, like, cash for gold. But, like, you can't... All you can do with the medal is, like, wear it or put it on your wall. You don't get money for it. But a Marmite, like, that's, that's something to enjoy rather than just put it around your well, neck. You well, get they, to spread it on your toes or your if, sheep. Well, if they ha- on, their, on their sheep, yeah. loop. I oh, know, but I think if they wouldn't... If, it wouldn't be so good if the thing hasn't, like, closed down. Be like, oh... Uh, if the British people are, oh, we'll give you some tea for winning a medal. Well, because you don't, you don't get cash, do you? It's only sponsorships. The only way you don't get paid to do the running and the jumping. No. Yeah, it's all a sponsorship. If if you could win anything, if so, you're you're a triathlete or okay, a let heptathlete. Me, let me get in ca- let me get character. Okay, get into that. Uh, and uh, what 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 would you like to win? What would you what would you like? Can I go for money? Yeah, yeah you can go for money. Well, I, I think I'd just like uh, one evening alone with um, Jessica Ennis. I think uh, that would be... I think that, that would be a consensus across a lot of the country right and now. she can bench press me however long she likes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's, everyone's obsessed with it. There's like a new page. It's really popular on Facebook. It's Ennis's bum. Like, they're, they're just, Is like, she the new Pepper Middleton? Oh, maybe. Everyone's, everyone's kicking off about Pepper's bum. Yeah, Pepper Middleton can't do much. She walks about being hot. But Jennifer Ennis, Jessica Ennis, even like she can run and ju- everything. She's she's perfect. She's the she's a, a godlike figure. She and is. I think we'd all like just a couple of uh, only take a couple of minutes, but a couple of minutes with uh, Jessica Ennis, and we'd all be happy. happy be even short, the women. It'd be shorter than a run by Usain Bolt. Ah, very nice, very nice. That was uh, Justice vs. Simon with We Are Your Friends, and then a crime stop was about not taking dogs with your friend. But on that note, uh, Robert. Yeah. Yes, Jamie. Now, uh, the Olympics, obviously, there's a lot of drug testing involved. You've got to, because if you're cheating, we don't respect you. We don't respect that here. Now, there, there, there's a lot of people who have, uh, there's a lot, like, sponsorship have said, oh, you can even drink certain things in the park, things like Coke and, like, McDonald's, things like that. In the, um, yeah, in the uh, Olympic Village, they have a bar that only serves water. <laughs> what? It only, only serves bottles of cold water. That's all they'll serve. That's terrible. That's I suppose fun. it's kind of useful for not dehydrating. If you're thirsty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a uh, they, they ban a lot of substances like performance enhancing anabolics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is a beer called uh, what's it called? Never. Never mind the anabolics, which is a performance enhancing beer launched in opposition to the Olympic sponsorship. Um, basically, this Scottish brewing company went, you know what? These guys have banned all this stuff. We're not going to sell our beer in the Olympic Stadium. We'll make something that is kind of Olympic, pseudo Olympic, but it's it's filled. With banned anabolic substances. So, so, so it's alcohol that makes you powerful. Yes. It really, so, it's, so it's not good for you, but like if I wanted to run a bit, if I wanted to beat the bolt, if I wanted to beat the bolt <laughs> down a couple of crates of this beer and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sorted. Uh, something like that, yeah, maybe. Is it Brewdog? Yes, it is. Yes, because um, they, you know, they do some awesome beers. I've tried them before, but um, they have uh, one, and the, the beer bottle is encased inside like dead animals, like taxidermy, like inside like squirrels and like rats and stuff. Where would you draw the line to drinking drinking uh, liquid out of an animal? What animal and what liquid? Uh, I would drink any. Uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't drink. I wouldn't drink hot, like cold tea uh, out of uh, a puma. Hot ribena out of an octopus. Out of an octopus. Yeah. What 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 animal? Like, I'd like. I do like. Uh, what you do? Is because if you turn an elephant upside down and then you poured water into its mouth, could you use it as some sort of like beer bong and then suck the alcohol through its uh, trunk? Yeah, could that happen? <laughs> There's only one way to find out. <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's obtain an oh, elephant. Marwell isn't down. Isn't that far away? Marwell. Is there elephants there? Yeah. Yeah, it's a zoo. Of course, they have elephants there. Now, which song? Snake. Like, which song would you like to play next? <laughs> Copa Cabana or Club Copa? Uh, right, Copa Copa Cabana by Barry Manilow. Well, let's hope there's a lot less violence in our next club. So let's get a short flight from Copacabana to Club Tropicana. Short news. 
a little fax can go a long way. So please, Jamie, fill us in onto this week's short news. Well, obviously, a lot of people have been kicking off recently about Kirsten Stewart and Robert Patterson. She's been... Well, her. He's, he's not in the wrong. It's that Kirsten... Well, she's been, you know, keeping her legs out and flying around the world and... On, I don't know what I'm saying, but basically she's having an affair, right? We, okay. We know she is, okay? But she was recently in a film with the director... Was it the director of Snow White? Yes, that's who she uh, diddled with. Well, there's been a... <laughs> diddled. Um, there's been a bit of con- controversy. I don't know if you... But when the film came out... Yes. A lot of... I don't know if you know, if you know the story. I'm aware of Snow White's story. But there are... Obviously, there's, there's seven dwarves in it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going okay. with this. Snub dwarves. Okay, this is, this is a little while ago, okay. Snub, snubbed dwarves were raging at the makers of the Hollywood film Snow White and the Huntsman for casting average-sized people at the film Seven Dwarves, okay? The Dwarf Actors Trust were threatening to protest against the film. We're, we're, and basically, they were going to have a march against the film. Are they? <laughs> did, did they? Were there hundreds well, of uh, dwarves? Oh, well, Matt McCartney, a four-foot, one-inch dwarf who leads the, leads the group, filed off a letter to Universal Chairman Adam Fugelson saying, in response to and in protest of this incredible injustice and prejudice, the Bachelor's Madhouse Midgets and I are coordinating a 100-midget march to Universal offices. And a 100-midget march. But, well, I don't know, no, I, I, I understand. I get where they're coming from because like, if someone was uh, in a film uh, about two radio presenters that were uh, on Voice FM on, on, a, on a Monday... You trying to an idea? I'd, I'd be like, well, why can't we play it if they got some like, famous people in? Well, like, I, it's, it, it might, it, it's sort of like casting a white person and then giving them some kind of CGI to be a black person. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, Tropic Thunder. But obviously that was... Uh, that was yeah. a comedy. This no, isn't a comedy. I, we sh- we I think it's not- unfair. I, I'm with them. I, I mean, what, March? I will march with the midgets and uh, stop this. Because he, this director's naughty anyway. He's having an affair with this young lady and now he's um, annoyed the midget community. Who, old- who's next? Who is he going to offend next? How old is Kirsten Stewart? Um, she looks. I, d- I don't know. She has a dead, cold face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no emotion. No wrinkle. No age. Nothing. It's, oh. it's like a blank canvas. I have no idea. She's probably about like twenty-seven or something like that. But she looks about fourteen. But no, okay, if you if you support these uh, midgets who are in the group, don't call it the Bachelor's Madhouse midgets. That's the just the Bachelor's Madhouse midget. Yeah, but they are mad. They are ma- very mad. They are mad. I'd be mad. If you want to support Matt McCarthy, there is a petition online apparently. Just search Matt McCartney and the Bachelor's Madhouse midgets. Could they get the, Could they get the film banned and then put that? Because it's um, all to be fair, the actors who play the dwarves in Snow White are um, like Ray Winston. And um, like celebrities like that, like proper burly like London folk actors. But you actors. can get burly small people. Yeah, there's. I think there was. Oh, we were watching that Seven Dwarves program on Channel Four, and um, one of them is in. Uh, I think it's called my, 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 my big fat gypsy gangster, and he plays like a lead midget gangster in it. One of them does. So. I haven't about that film actually. I haven't seen it, but I'm in. Well, okay. You, I know. I know you're a fan of this film. It is Midgets versus Mascots. Oh, that's a good film, man. That's really get, funny. Okay. Uh, okay. Get ready. Rob Jones film review, review, review. So, midgets versus mascots is quite literally a bunch of midgets versus a bunch of mascots. And hilarity ensues from the start. It's very offensive, but very, very funny. Well, I think it's funny because I, I like uh, Jason Mewes, who stars in it, and I'm also a big fan of the little people. <laughs> so that's why I like it. But it's genuinely funny. Not you ever seen it, have you? No, not yet. Mi- midgets versus mascots is hilarious. And Gary Coleman's in it. It's the- Gary Coleman is in a film called Midgets. And it's the last film he was in before he died. Okay, uh, out of ten, how would you rate this film? I'd rate, I'd, I'd rate it. I'd give, I'd give it personally for funny seven, seven and a half. I think that's alright. That's acceptable. But people will probably hate it because it's offensive. It's like sort of like um, Jackass meets uh, Borat. Let's say that. That's what kind of wow. But with with midgets and mascots. <laughs> okay, up next, Rita Ora, R.O.P. <laughs>
That was R.I.P. by Rita Ora, featuring a rapper whose name mirrors that of Bachelors of the Bachelors Madhouse Midgets. Tiny Temper. Car Crash Radio Alert. Rob has just stubbed his toe and ah. is looking like he wants to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, that was very painful. Hit my knee, not my toes. Now, okay. um, the Olympics are still going on. Yeah, I know. As our, as our talks about it. They've all been gabbing on about people breaking world records, this, that, and the other. They have been gabbing on. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's another world record that's been, uh, like, overlooked. Okay, well, okay, what weird world record have you found? Okay, Dallas, Texas, USA, Thursday, 2nd of August. Okay. All right? Yeah. 2012. This year. Largest shaving cream pie fight. Sh- oh, no, it would be horrible. A, a cream pie fight, I understand, but you probably get a lot of flies. Oh. Very sticky. But like shaving cream, like getting that in your eyes, the smell would be overpowering. 714 people did it, which I think is quite good. We could do that, I reckon. Okay, there were, okay. Uh, well, how, many, how many mass throwing parties are there around the world? 3,320 parties were thrown by two teams in 10 minutes. Like two teams of 10 in three minutes. Is that Seven. better than the tomato one? Or is that... I think it's funnier. Worse? I think it's slightly more. <laughs> I reckon. Well, I don't know. It depends what the casing of the pie is in. Because if, if say you've got like, because uh, usually it's a little, little metal plate. Or I suppose it could just be a paper plate, and then you just like push it into people's faces. That's what. But then the palm of the hand could hit you in the nose. Very dangerous. But then, <laughs> would you prefer to be hit in the face with a pie hand or have a tomato hooned? Right into your cheeks. Oh, tomato hooned into the cheeks. You reckon they're probably soft and like because it's in Spain, isn't it? The tomato. Isn't it? What's it called? Like El Tomato El Froini. I just completely made that up. I don't know what it's called. But also, in the last couple of days, um, a real record broken in uh, in the sky. By who? By a bird? No. By a plane? No. It's by 138 skydivers. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's always this massive build-up of things that I bring on, and it's just massively disappointing. So what they do, they were, they were just a lot of people fell out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, they just fell out, falling at speeds of 250 miles per hour. A group of 138 skydivers flew heads down into a massive snow, in, in a massive snowflake formation into the American state of Illinois. Well, you know what? I reckon I know who's beaten that, because once uh, it rained frogs. Now, where's their world record? Where's their certificate saying that they... Because there was probably about like hundreds of them falling from the sky. Yeah, but they're, they're frogs. Res- respect the frog, okay? I'll start with the national anthem of the country I'm visiting today and see if you can guess where it is. <clears throat> Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. <laughs> it's bobsled time. Puerto Rico, I hear you scream. Well, you're not Rastafari off. It's the country of Jamaica and the port city of Falmouth. Falmouth is the chief town and capital of the parish of Trelawney in Jamaica. It was named after Falmouth, Cornwall in England, the birthplace of Sir William Trelawney, the governor of Jamaica in the late 1700s. I can assure you it's nothing like the England's inbred underbelly, uh, but I hear Cornish comedian Jethro owns a key to the Jamaican city. Uh, here's a fun fact about Falmouth. It had piped water way before New York City. In fact, before New York could afford such a commodity, Falmouth held bring and buy sales and regularly sent tin food and old football shirts to help fund a clean water system. Uh, you've had your full of water and Levi Root's hand-crimped chicken pasties and now dessert is on the cards. Well, no fear, because there are nearly 100 plantations that actively fan- manufacture sugar in Falmouth. A tour of said plantations can be organised, but any sugar theft is taken very seriously. If you're caught leaving with just a single grain, you'll get four years in jail or two and a half with good behaviour. Uh, you've finished your sugar trip and the kids are elbow deep in their complimentary sachets, but you need to find somewhere to buy your traditional Jamaican flag hat with knitted dreadlocks. Look no further than the Albert George Shop. 
shopping and historical centre where the shopping will empty your, uh, empty your wallets, but the history will fill your mind. Um, how do I get to this beautiful Jamaican port of Hay Wask? Well, the clue's in the question. You get a boat, silly, and a big one at that. In 2011, a new $180 million port was built to accommodate the newest and largest class of cruise ships, the Oasis class. Uh, some boats that I'm sure weren't as fun as the Oasis class fleet were the ships they used to carry slaves across countries back in the early 1800s. Yes, Falmouth was a central hub for the slave trade, but luckily that's all over now and the city is laughing in the old in the faces of the old racist plantation owners like Colonel Sanders and more recently Bubbles from the second series of Big Brother. Uh, one celebrity I know you'll all be aware of is Mr. 9.58 Sex on Legs, Usain Bolt. The man grew up in Falmouth and the city even erected a statue of the Jamaican hero made entirely out of sugar. Of course, it has to be re-sculpted uh, after the tiniest bit of rain, uh, but the locals are more than happy to do so. It's the least they can do. I mean, the man can run really, really fast. Well, there you have it. So, are you a Jamaican or a Jamaican? Go visit the city of Falmouth. It sure is an amazing place. And remember, kids, I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot no deputy. Objection, Your Honour. Sustained. Right, Robert. Yes, James. It's, it's the summer. It, well, barely. It's well. poo, poo, peeing it down outside. <laughs> That's completely the wrong thing. Look, right. if it had been summer, would you have been taking a fancy to this flavour of ice cream, okay? Go for it. Uh, Japanese company launches soy sauce flavoured ice cream. No! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible! I think it doesn't sound too well, bad. Heston Blumenthal, the old bold uh, crazy scientist, chef, um, has a bacon and egg flavoured ice cream. That sounds ba- Bacon terrible. ice cream, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of bacon. I'll take that in. I'll have a little munch of that. But egg flavoured ice cream, that's horrific. They did um, Walker's crisps did the fried breakfast at one point and that had egg sausage bacon stuff oh. but like no one wants the egg crisp was each egg was each crisp individually flavoured yeah basically it's like it's like no one wants the coffee revels do they I don't know I quite like coffee well, you would work <laughs> at Starbucks uh, a high street coffee shop uh, yeah, not to say. Oh, cheers! Um, but no, I uh, this weekend I went to a Chinese buffet in Eastley. Oh, a bit of a food and a uh, bit of a food, I, bit of a food, yeah. a bit of a food. <laughs> uh, but there was a slight, con- uh, slight confusion in their little sweet treat section. They had oh yeah. sweet things like ice cream and like, things like that. But they also had, but someone had moved the sign, some sushi. Okay, which isn't Chinese, if like. You know. Is it not? No, I have no. I have no. Oh, is it Japanese? I yeah. have no idea. Um, but there's sushi in this in this in this fridge with yeah. sweet things, and I thought, oh, what's this weird red thing? This looks maybe it's quite sweet. I put it on my ice cream. I took a bowl of it back to the table. Put it on your ice cream. Yeah, put it on my ice cream. Turns out it was salmon entrails. Entry, well, the inside of a salmon, basically. Yep. That was delicious. Well, that that probably would have worked well with the soy based ice cream. Actually. But- Maybe not. Ooh, yeah. No, no, no. There's no because soy is like basically just fish juice, isn't it? It's like a fish flavoring. Is it? I think so. Soy is, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was. I, I don't, I don't personally know. I'm no chef, <laughs> clearly. But um, no, I don't know. Maybe soy, soy ice cream with some fish. That might work, wouldn't it? Thank you very much, Kay. That was public appointments. We were talking before about uh, strange ice cream flavours and someone that you said was not sparkly, but it was just me looking on the computer. Oh, trying to give the illusion that Niles was, in fact, a, a huge fan <laughs> of the lunchbox. Um, now, uh, I've been finding some flavours for you. I want to run them to you, okay? Throw me some flavours. Okay, tomato. No, no. Tomato flavoured <laughs> ice cream. Like tomato, that's what you've got to think about. It. Will it go well with milk? That's what you've got to think. With tomato's milk, no. Lavender. That's a strong flavour. Have you... Yeah, that might be all right. Really? Is lavender sweet? Lavender is the thing that makes you a bit sleepy. Oh, it might be like nice. Maybe like a, uh, I was gonna say a warm ice cream, like warm <laughs> lavender ice cream before you go to bed. But that's not gonna work. It'll just ha- melt. How about uh, olive oil? 
No, that's not even a flavour. <laughs> that's not even. A, that's ridiculous. That's like salt flavoured ice cream. No, they, olive oil apparently is very, very popular. Oh, about, that's going to taste like oil. Well, that's stupid. How about uh, cheddar cheese? Um, I like you know that might be okay, but you kind of like a spread, sort of like a cold Philadelphia spread. Oh, actually, yeah, that could work. That might be all right. I'm cool with that. A little cracker, cold little cracker. No, put it on a wafer like a cone. Oh yeah, I oh, see. There, you've you've you found something that who who invented these, or they just ran flavours. Well, that's good. Cheese flavored ice cream, I think, works because uh, yeah, cheese is milk based. How about isn't it? black pepper? Oh, uh, would you try it? I, like, I can imagine that as a starter. Because some like as, I can imagine that as like because sometimes you have sort of like dessert esque things for a start, don't you? I don't know. I think again, I'm not fluent in uh, in cookery or chefing. Would you ever? Okay, would you ever put the black pepper ice cream as a topping to the bacon ice cream? Oh, that was nice. Um, yes, yes, I would. I, I, I mix them all, but I don't know. I don't really put pepper on my um, on my bacon because you've got a thing for bacon. Haven't I, you? Um, I I caramelize bacon, well, not caramelize, but I cover it in demerara, demerara sugar and then put that in the grill. And it's very nice candied bacon. Didn't you try and once make bacon vodka? Try and make bacon vodka just tasted like salty vodka. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd suggest, yeah, caramelised, not caramelised, um, like candied bacon's really good. Just literally get your little bacon strips in there, sprinkle a bit of a demerara sugar, and then uh, whack it under the grill for like 10 minutes, and then you've got crispy, sweet bacon treats. Sounds good. But there we go. That was our new funky five minutes, and that was very <laughs> funky indeed. Uh, that was uh, that song there was um, Love Roller Coaster by the Ho- Ohio Players, and then before that we had Funky Town by Lips Inc. Thank you very much for listening.